Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is where you are. Welcome to Down for the Cow. I am one third of your host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So this week, we're not going to have such a pleasant episode. This is going to be a rough episode for a lot of people. I encourage victims of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and even those who have been victims of molestation and rape to prepare yourselves for the conversation because that is the topic of this episode recently over the past weekend we had an entire movement come up and destroy and dismantle the ugliness that is a part of wrestling and hopefully this will shed new light and create a safer space for all people who love wrestling and for those who work in the entertainment industry i would advise anyone who is listening to this podcast to be very very cautious understand that you know listener needs to have you know some viewer discretion is advised um the topic is going to be difficult we're going to have some strong language about sexual assault um i want to make sure that we're very clear that these are accusations we cannot confirm or deny that things these things happen but from my sentiments Personally, and for Alexis, Nicole, and Miss Lauren, we do believe the victims, majority um, of them have stories, and the stories that have come out are real, and we feel their pain, and we support them. Um, we are not going to victim shame anyone on this podcast, and if you don't like the topic of this particular podcast, I would highly recommend that you don't listen, but for the sake of understanding that even in difficult times, difficult conversations have to be had in order to fix our environment and fix this community, then I would advise you to continue to listen and understand that we are giving you the perspective, not only from the victim, but just from the from the victims, but just from the community as a whole. We will not tolerate these monsters and predators in this community. If you see something like this happening at a show or in a wrestling promotion that you work for, speak up and make sure you protect yourself at all times. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count, even though the subject matter may not be enjoyable. I do hope that it encourages conversation and that we are a little bit more... I guess you could say we are a little bit more sensitive to the topic and we care more rather than just abdicating for our favorites. Sometimes even our favorites can let us down. And with that being said, I'll let you guys into this episode and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. Back everybody to Down for the Count. As always, I am Alexis and I am here with tiff and nicole uh sorry if we sound a little somber right now but the last 96 hours of all the shit that has been going on in pro wrestling have really kind of got us all fucked up every which way um just want to give this out because i'm pretty sure tiff put this before the episode we will be talking about some uh topics and subjects that may be sensitive to some of our listeners so if you feel like you need to skip this episode um that is no offense to anybody here we understand this is a very heavy subject and while we will try to keep the conversation um as lighthearted as possible we are taking this 
full seriousness, 100%, and we are going to talk about it. But it's not all bleak. Um, we do have a special guest today. Um, so yay, it's not going to be totally depressing. <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, y'all. My name is Lauren, y'all. I'm from Indiana. Sorry, that's what I say. Um, just recently got back into wrestling. I guess not recently, but like, I guess since 2016. Mostly a WWE fan, but just, I just enjoy it. I love going to shows. Um, I'm a part of an incredible group at We Love Wrestling um, of just awesome people that also love wrestling. So, but like you said, yeah, it's a pretty somber few weeks. So thanks for having me. I really like your podcast and yeah. Well, we're going to make this um, lighthearted and like bit serious as possible. Um, some other good news that has came out on the horizon with us. We have just joined a network, new brand new spanking network. We love wrestling. Terry, there's your free promotion per show. Um, <laughs> Yay. Send us hats. Yes. <laughs> we are on YouTube at We Love Wrestling, and we actually have a website that launched just yesterday, um, WeLoveWrestling.com. You'll find our podcast there, um, along with a lot of other creators and great podcasts as well. And um, we also, drumroll. We have ProWrestlingTees.com merch Woo! store. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Go buy a shirt. Go buy a shirt. Uh, it's going to a great cause. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash We Love Wrestling. It is, um, if you buy a shirt, I think, what shirt is it? That. Um. So we have a pride shirt. Oh, I have to fix the show. Uh, we have a pride shirt. Um on We Love Wrestling, and the donations are going to the Alley Forney Center. Um, if anyone is not aware, um, Alley Forney was a very prominent um, Black LGBT activist um, in, within the New York area and was unfortunately murdered when he was 22 years old. So the foundation is set up to help LGBT homeless youth within the New York area, and they're also branching out as well. So it's a fantastic charity. And we are very proud to be part of helping that charity. So again, go check us out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WeLoveWrestling. Um, Pride shirt goes to the great foundation Nicole was just talking about. Um, and more shirts will follow. More merchandise will follow. Uh, I really want a hat, Terry, so please give us hats. That's, like, my big thing. <laughs> oh, hats would be so nice. Yes. So you can um, support We Love Wrestling. It's supporting us. It's supporting great uh, voices in the wrestling community that do not usually get heard um, over the squawking of more popular, well, not popular, but I guess more mainstream voices, I guess is the way to say it. Um, so go check us out. Uh, so unfortunately, ladies, fun and games are over. It's time to get serious. Um, Friday. Was it Friday? Yes, because this weekend has just been seriously too long for me. Um, um, Friday on Twitter, uh, news broke about 
it's a situation that had been going on in the UK locker room wrestling wise. It started with uh, an accusation, and we're going to call them accusations because we are not going to get them into legal trouble. So just I can't for no damn way. I know that. I know that's right. Um, so but, you're going to hear a lot of allegedly and accusations. Yeah, just because yeah. we're part of the network does not mean we have a bunch of money. So we're still <laughs> we're still very DIY until we start getting paid for this. But uh, anyway, um, allegedly came out against David Starr, um, basically being a fucking asshole is the only way I can say it without throwing up in my mouth. And that started the domino effect of, well, first it started as UK wrestlers being called out first. And then in between that, we had some American indie scene workers and NXT UK and NXT over here. It's all been a clusterfuck. There's, there's a list with almost over 70 names on it right now of men and women, whether they're wrestlers, coaches, trainers, anything, um, having sexually assaulted, molested, basically um, not keeping their hands to themselves and shit in their pants, um, I guess is the best way to say this. Um, what was y'all's reaction when you heard that that list had hit when you first heard about it? Um, I was in disbelief. The length of the list is what got me. There were so many people on there. I was just in shock. And I was disgusted. It's just gross. Nicole, Lauren, what did you guys think when you first heard about it? I was... And it's going to sound really, like, bad, but I've been kind of desensitized to horrible things happening. And I don't know if it's because it's the year and that's the vibe of this year or if it's just because I feel like men get away with this stuff all the time. And so I was shocked by it. And then I was just kind of like, you know what? That probably does happen because that culture exists, unfortunately, in almost any industry you could probably think of. What really got me is that it kept growing, and I was just like, God, this is going to spread so fast, and then every day, there's another group of names and another story, and it's just like, my goodness, how hard is it to keep your hands to yourself, and how hard is it to, like, no means no, like, we say that, and it's almost a cliche, but, like, really, no means no, like, I don't understand why that's hard to even comprehend anymore. I just... If my five-year-old can understand, keep your hands to yourself, don't touch anybody, and when they say no, that means it, I don't understand how a bunch of grown-ass people couldn't understand that. Um, Nicole, what was your reaction? Because I know, like, out of everybody, you were, like, the one that was, like, ready to be spitting fire and, like, raining hell down on everybody involved. Um, like, I wasn't shocked to a certain extent, so obviously the catalyst of all of this was David Starr so um a few quite a few allegations came about about state, um, David Starr about um alleged um a lot of allegedly um sexual misconduct which 
I wasn't, so I was surprised about that, um, but then I kind of wasn't, because I he's just not, um, that, he's just not a good person anyways, I never had any good feelings about him, and then I've actually, like, seen him, and, like, interacted with him briefly before, and it was just, like, not, he's just, like, again, not very, like, pleasant as well, and I felt I like the whole idea of the union, and I think regardless of all this, I think that still needs to get pushed, and um, still need, we still need to put um, try to continue on with that, um, but I just never, just that interaction, and then also just him keep putting himself in the forefront of it instead of it making it about other people. And I don't trust, and I think that's a red flag that a lot of people don't really acknowledge. Someone who is trying to support a movement instead of helping uplift others and showcasing other people, but are they are ready to put themselves in the forefront and push themselves through it. Um, that should be a major, major, major red flag for people. But that I think that's kind of something we ignore because it was like, oh, it was like something good, which it was. Um, so, again, I'm shocked by how bad it was, but I'm not shocked about him, you know, doing things. And then all of that spawned out to what we're now referring to as the speaking out movement. Um, I'm not surprised about any sexual misconduct within the wrestling industry, um, especially with the way also fans treat women as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so again I just didn't think it was this bad well for any of y'all who are wondering what the hell we're talking about I have I have the original list right here now every day today seemed to be a little quiet on Twitter thank but, but I think you're right thank god um Joey Ryan has issued a statement. A couple of others have issued a statement. But let me read off the names here real quick. If y'all have not heard this before, get ready. So, of course, David Starr was the catalyst. He was the one that started all this. Um, he is patient zero. Okay. <laughs> then the next one that came out, the one that broke me, um, Jimmy Havoc, Jason Miley, Joe Cobb, Coffee, 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 okay. Alexander Cooper, Josh Bodum, Sid Scala, Will Ospreay, Dia Priestley, Marty Scarell, James Scott Gallagher, a.k.a. Darkside, Zach Cooper, Craig West, Abel Stevens, Mikey Whiplash, Bubblegum, Kid Fit, William Favor, 2K, a.k.a. King Thomas, Lucas Steele, Jay Bradley, David Chris, Jay Spin, Ross Watson, George Odombra. I really don't care if I even pronounce their last names on this episode. Fuck them. Um, Mark Pez, Elgin, Trevor Lee, Rich Swan, Dave, uh, Sean Arlene, Teddy Hart, which surprises fucking nobody. And go, we did an episode on Teddy Hart. Yeah, go back and listen to that because I don't, I don't want to give Teddy Hart any more energy. Um, the whole promotion of AAW. Wow. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Tessa, you might as well. An entire fucking promotion. The whole fucking. The whole fucking. The whole promotion. 
The That's just ridiculous. Whole, well, they said it was not a safe promotion for um, anyone who is LGBTQ+, sorry if I mix that up, and women. So that's what I heard. So that's why they were on here. Um, Joey Ryan, Tessa Blanchard, Rob James, Zara Zag, Sammy Callahan, Briscoes, Alberto Del Rio, Enzo, Sexy Star, Tiffany, Leah, Leah Burst, Lee Burst, Travis Banks, Lero, Sugar, Alexander Dean, Jack Sexsmith, Killian Jacobs, a.k.a. Jake Gittens, Jordan Devlin, and Jack Gallagher. And those are just Friday and Saturday that we know of. Um. Also, our favorite race is Grandpa Jim Cornette. He's probably the funniest one. It's not, it's He's not the funniest. Is that funny? I but feel for the wrestlers who have to deal with that. But the whole thing itself is just so the funny. irony of it. It's just, it's just so he's he's such a creep. And then he has this holier than thou attitude, and it's just so you you're you're such a waste of skin that you can't even properly fuck your wife. That's terrible. <laughs> If y'all don't know what we're talking about, story has came out and it has been, um, it's not alleged because people like Joey Janela have came out and said something. Joey dragged his ass for help, which I officially love Joey Janela. He takes over the place where Jimmy Havoc resided. Um, and he, he said that back in OVW and Cornette was in charge of it for any way for these guys to get anywhere in that promotion they would have to fuck Cornette's wife while he watches <laughs> just let that sink in for a second yeah no thanks no <laughs> no thanks like your wife's probably trashy as shit if she married you in the first place so oh I mean, lord oh <laughs> It's not going to be a pretty episode. Not at all. <laughs> Jim Cornette has no leg to stand on anymore because everybody knows what he did. He has no fucking legs to stand on anymore. And he's been real fucking quiet, which is a nice break from reality. You'd be quiet, too, if somebody was telling everybody that you're a <laughs> cuck. Like, you wouldn't say anything either. He's like, let me just step back away for a little bit. I'll just just shout out to Joey Vanilla, because uh, he he had said that in a tweet about a year ago, and I guess no one really questioned it until now, and people were like, oh, oh now we get it. Um, now, some of these names have been fired or released from their companies. Jack Gallagher got well endeavored, but they did not give him, we wish him the best in all future endeavors. Wow. <laughs> they just say he's been released. We hope you know, he, he, he got yeah. he got enzoed. That's what I yeah. call it. Um, let's see here. Jack Gallagher has been fired. I believe Jordan Devlin has been fired. No, no. Say okay. he's fighting his fighting. Okay, he released a statement and he's fighting. He's denying the allegations. So, well, 
Well, Mikey Whip- Mikey Whiplash was fired as the co-owner of a wrestling promotion he had, and I believe it was a all-women's wrestling promotion, so that makes it even more fucking creepy. Um, let's see. And Jimmy Havoc. If y'all listen to the show, you used to know my undying love for Jimmy Havoc. Um, he can go fuck himself. And he's currently in rehab under AEW. And they put out the most sorriest excuse for PR where they're like, he is getting help. And then once he's done with rehab, we will figure out his future in AEW. Um, future? That's bullshit. No, I, I don't like it. But at the same time, I understand the statement. Because you have to think about it, and I always, like, they have insurance and shit, actually. So, and, like, that's what I was, and I talked about before in my previous, um, and one of my um, previous um, companies I worked for, it was the same thing. Like, we literally had someone who was stealing money from the company because they had a drug problem and they didn't get fired. They just sent them to classes and, you know, told them they had to gradually, you know, pay that back and shit like that. Um, and so I do understand it. Do I necessarily like it? I mean, not really, but I get it at the same time. So I'm not yeah. going to, like, I'm not going to be hard on them for that because I, under, I, as a company, I understand that. Fair enough. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be nice. I think they should have fired him. I agree. I think he should have been fired. I, I, I could understand if he had a drug problem, but this is, this is, this is different. <clears throat> so I'm not saying that you're wrong because you're not. You're 100% right. They're handing them like a corporation. But my thing is, if they're going to handle this this way, then I can't imagine what they would do if it was happening in their company. Because in his instance, it wasn't happening in their company. It happened outside of their company. He just happens to be working for them. So if you're going to handle it this way, if they're just working in the company or they're just, you know, independent contractors with the company, how are you going to do it when they're actually, like, employees or however you want to call it? How are you going to handle it then when this happens inside the company to one of your independent contractors or employees? Are you going to handle it the same way? Well, think about, think back to last year where it made news where Excalibur and Havoc got into a fight. They, they got into a fight at like a Christmas party or something that AEW was doing and then they were both kicked out. Um, I'm going to be honest, the... The Jimmy Havoc one really hurt. Um, and seeing what his girlfriend at the time went through and what the girl who he had cheated on his girlfriend with, um, that hit a little close to home. And I can legit say if anybody actually is like that, I cannot support you. <clears throat> so um, that's these two. I was fucking crying when I saw when I saw Havoc's name on there, and um, not my proudest moment. But I kind of went on Twitter and tore a few people a new one. So <laughs> not my proudest moment, but they're still up there. 
So. I wouldn't say it's, I'd say it's one of your proudest moments. I'm sorry. Because I always like when she rips somebody's new asshole because it's funny and she'd be dead on when she says it. So I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I went after Havoc. I went after Osprey. I went after Bea Priestley. I went after Sammy Callahan and David Chris. Because I can't speak for myself, but my, with my two co-hosts being in Ohio, I know they desecrated the good name of that state. So that's what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are your thoughts more about all this, Lauren? Like, I know you said you, you weren't very shocked. Um, I know there's like a couple of people on there. Um, I don't think we mentioned Matt Riddle, but I think we should because I think that's also another situation that we need to dissect as well. But what, like, what's your kind of take on all of this? My take, I can't, I know what it feels like to have someone that you like admire just be like brought down. So I get the whole Jimmy Havoc thing for you. I thought he was weird and creepy, but that's just me. So none of this surprises me. Like (laughs) none of it surprises me. He just is, and I'm usually into that type of thing, but he was like, "Eh, I don't know about this guy. Um, I think the will, he, I didn't like him anyways because he came for Seth Rollins. So, um, oh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> boy, bye. All right. See you. You're not the best wrestler in the world now, are you? Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> the Riddle thing. So I liked Matt Riddle and I, and I've talked to Nicole about this. I liked his wife and I liked his family, but then that day, all these revelations came out. Cause I guess 2020 is the re- the year of that. And yeah. all his allegations is it's just super it's super strange, and I hope I can reveal this. I am an I am a sexual assault, you know, I'll say survivor or whatever. So I understand the whole not wanting to like come out and tell your story part of it, but then having the people like attack her, you know, the accuser, really made me feel a type of way. And it wasn't just her. It was a lot of people that had decided to, like, put their name with, in a face with it. So that kind of, like, I kind of felt a type of way about that. But then also I was like, oh, this is very convenient that this happened the day, the, the eve of his big, like, SmackDown premiere. So I was like, wow, that's petty. Just, like, off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, her story is very, like, I'll say interesting. Very interesting in the fact that it sucks because you want to support her because you want to support the victims and their stories and want them to speak. And people don't understand how hard it is to, and, and let me, let me, let me rewind because um, I saw like people were saying like, I don't understand why she did it now. And did it on. You can't believe I was like, do you guys not understand what type of trauma victims go through when they're in this? And they're not just like, yeah, let me go talk about it. Like, sometimes that takes years to, like, unravel and unpeel. So the fact that you're even able to say something is, like, a big deal, no matter when you say it. Some people keep this with them until they die. So the fact that, that they're able to to voice that is, is, is huge, number one. So I wasn't happy about that either when I saw that. And I really wanted to, like, make myself very clear when I saw it to say, like, yo, y'all don't know what that feels like. Um, but also, you know, and I was talking with Nicole about this, I feel bad for his family, right? Like, and his kids, 
Oh, and yeah. like they're the real like you know you have your accuser da, 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 but they're like the real victim because they got to wake up and see like you know my dad did what with who and how and hurt and yada 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 so it's very interesting to see what the wwe does with him because apparently you know he's fighting it and you know has an attorney is putting out all these announcements but yeah the matt riddle one really was like dang that sucks because i kind of liked you um but shoot if you're guilty bye like i don't there's no saving grace from that so and you're a cheater like at, at worst case scenario you're a cheater which means you're a d-bag and unfortunately i've also been involved in that so i understand those feelings as well so let me let me ask nicole's question this is for everyone here um with matt riddle a user and then coming to find out he's just a little life scum sucking cheating bastard while his wife sits at home with their three kids um sorry i got a little involved in that one uh, what do you guys think does this does this dampen the speaking out movement that's going on right now with people thinking no. oh you know probably like no. the other men or something like that or do you really think if anything that just give more power like well he's not being like this but we caught him that he's basically a fucking cheater and he's a piece of shit um, well I I don't think that dampens the movement because that happens in the Me Too movement as well. There were stories that were debunked and stories that were true. Um, you're going to have that. That happens with anything that is taboo, if people consider it to be taboo, something that's shocking, something that is very, very egregious and just very difficult, especially with people who are victims of it, it, that's hard to hear something like that. So you're going to have situations like that in these type of scenarios and in these type of situations, period. However, in Riddle's case, I believed the victim at first, but then there were inconsistencies and I just was like, okay, I'm not going to say I don't believe you. I'm just going to be like, there's your side, there's his side, and there's the truth. That is an mm-hmm. isolated incident. So for me, Riddle is still up in the air because I I don't know the truth when it comes to that. I'm very confused. However, there are other stories that have come out against Riddle about his problematic behavior in locker rooms. He's gone into locker rooms and changed in front of women. They've asked him to stop. He did it anyway. At least that's what they're saying. So if even if he's absolved of this, he still has some problematic behavior that's being glazed over that needs to be rectified. If he, I, I can't vibe with Riddle on that front, but I can be like, okay, you're in a box over here marked other until we get something solid. As far as um, his wife and kids, do I feel bad for the children? Yes, they don't have and uh, I say in any of this, they're kids. So they're on the internet just like we're on the internet. They're going to see it. They're going to ask questions. And if I was their parents, they need to know the truth. They need to be informed and not just being able to, because kids are cool. Okay, they'll go to school. They'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, your dad's a rapist. Like, your dad's a pedophile. Your dad's this. Your dad's that. Like, they'll be going at their neck. 
So if I was their parents, I would sit down with them and have a conversation with them. They would need to know the truth, the real truth, so that, one, they don't get side, you know, blocked by some kids, some little badass, wet behind the ears, not those kids. Kids are fucking monsters sometimes. So you just have to protect your child. The only way you can do that is to tell them the truth so they know how to defend themselves. In regards mm-hmm. to his wife, there's two ways she can combat this. She knows where her husband is. She's been there. They've obviously worked out something that works for them. That's their business. Okay? I don't have nothing to do with what's going on with, in his personal life with her or what he's decided or what she's decided to do in terms of that. Because if she's known about the other cheating, then she knew about this which she herself has come out and said, then that's her cross to bear. She's accepted the behavior that's on her. I can't I can't say, well, I feel bad for you because you're still in this cycle of being cheated on. And to an extent, yes, I do feel bad for you. I do wish you would get out of it. But at the end of the day, you got to make the decision to leave. And I would, if I was her friend, I would still support her. But I wouldn't have a feeling one way or another I would just be like, that's my friend. I love her. She's going to, when she's ready to get out, I'll help her. That's just how I feel about her. The overall movement itself, is it tarnished? I mean, not really. Because people still are speaking out. People are still telling their stories. And the ones who have committed the, the act are still, they're either quiet or they're talking and they're saying dumb shit. Like Joey Ryan is one of the stupidest people I have ever seen in my entire life. For him to go out and make this long-ass statement saying a lot of nothing, that pissed me off. Because he literally said a bunch of nothing. You gave a whole story about some bullshit that was not even about what they are accusing you of. What they have accused you of is just downright disgusting. And you should be held accountable. If you can't say anything, the simplest thing for you to say is, I've been advised by my attorney to not say anything. Not going to no fucking story about you and what you had to do, because, bitch, we don't care. We, we don't give a damn about that. We talking about these ladies that are saying you hurt them in some kind of way, physically, mentally, and emotionally. You abused them. Why the fuck do I care about when you was wrestling and how you got there? I don't give a shit about none of that. I don't care about the dick clip trick. I don't care. I didn't like the gimmick from the beginning, so I don't give a fuck about it now. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. Speaking the story of, was some bullshit. Speaking of Joey Ryan, him, Will Oxbray, um, and a few other wrestlers who have been accused of this have put out statements and um, as Tiff said, they are basically full of shit. Um, right up there with the, with the AEW press release. Um, let's let's talk about Will Offspray real quick. Um, me and Nicole have known about this for a couple of years since this has happened. Um, and we've said it before that we hate Will Offspray just for the fact that he's a fucking asshole. Um, if you don't know the story, it was back in 2016, Nicole? Yes. Um, so 2016, I can't remember his friend's name. Um, I really should. Hold on. So back at this time, because I've always looked at Will Osprey sideways because of this, and I always got shit for it. 
Oh, I always got so much shit for it. I think I accidentally deleted. Hold on. Sorry, technical difficulties. Um, someone play Jeopardy song. Um. Um. Well, where Nicole- is it? <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate myself. Hold on a second. Um. Oh, whatever. I'm just gonna go off the rip about it. So basically, I whatever. So it's twenty. Yeah. So twenty sixteen. So um. So one of Will Osprey's best friends, someone that he came up with, um, is Scotty was... something? Yes. Sorry. Thank okay. you. Scotty Wainwright. Yes. He was he was accused by Polyamma of sexually um, assaulting her, assault allegedly. So because of this, um, she also tried to. Um, she was basically um, ignored, and they basically touted. He basically went online along with him, and I believe also B touted and others um, touted her as a liar, and that she was basically making this up, and they just had a b- bad breakup or blah blah blah. Like he, like he would not do, never do this. Blah blah blah. So, and also on top of that. She was also blacklisted from blacklisted from quite a few wrestling companies in the UK. So in his a lot of notes about nothing because that's my favorite. I'm never I'm not reading anyone's notes apology ever again. Um, I will just graze it. But he basically said that. It was again very I sorry for make um uh, feel sorry for me. I've been through so much and blah 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 and I didn't mean to do that to her and I did not blacklist her. I would never do that, blah blah blah. You know, very very self serving. Um talked about how the issues that he's had and he's working on it and he wants the victims and Pollyama and he apologized polyamma very 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 briefly literally right at the end and so basically IWL one of the companies came forth and said was like no you you told us that you didn't want to work with her you didn't want her at the show so the first show that Uh they had they booked um, polyamma and Will Ospreay um, told them through his agents and booking people that he did not feel quote unquote comfortable with her being um with her being booked on the show and they and then the booker said we are not we promised her we had her on a show we are not backing down from that is it is what it is so they end up having a lot of issues because of that so he so they basically debunked his saying so I don't know if my other companies within the UK will actually have the balls enough to come forth and say something which I highly doubt it but um, they're all they're covering from it has been a little bit spotty at best but that's basically what it is and and also him basically um, blackballing well not blackballing but he called what is it, Shazza McKenzie? 
I think so. Yes, it was um girls. Yeah, so she ended up having a major death in her family and he ended up was basically just like talking shit about her and told her that she couldn't hack it and so on and so on and I give the young bucks a lot of shit but they were one of the few people who actually like came out and publicly defended her so yes yeah, so will osprey and b technically did not like help commit that we know of allegedly did not help commit a lot of this but like um I don't know I don't think we were talking about it on camera or on recording yet but like Melina they were an accessory to it um we I understand you not people not believing or wanting to believe that um people that they know committed these things but at the same time you turned a blind eye and just let it let it go complicit yeah, yeah. so you not it was more than being complicit you aided it oh my goodness oh, he yes. yeah. here's a tweet that he sent that he sent think it's disgusting that people can use social media to accuse people of sexual assault more than a handful of people know the real you. Trying to use your position to isolate um, and assault someone is pathetic. But hmm. is that what you did, though, Will? You used your your placing over in New Japan and all those other little indie companies where you were such a darling at to basically ruin two women's careers? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um... My my thing is this because unfortunately while you have the people like supporting these people coming out because I say people because it's both men and women coming out um, you also and have you also have the people who are basically simping for their favorites did I use that word right yes. Okay. Um, and I just want to say one more thing about um, Will Ospreay, and I want to move on. Um, a lot of things with Will Ospreay, a lot of people ignore this, and I'm very angry for them about this because I, again, I, I left this to talk about this as well. I meant, I've mentioned this quite a few times for a very long time of what one of the main reasons I can't bypass Will Ospreay being a good wrestler because I could never get past that story. I just was, I could never get past that story and I was like, and I just don't, and I just am like a David Starr. I was like, he's just something, it's like he's just very skeezy and he just clumps and then he just excuses his shitty behavior as being a fucking dumbass. And he's like, oh, I'm stupid. And I can't spell and la la, so I don't know what's going on around me. I'm like, every all I understand, all of you are all stupid and you get knocked in your head um, five times a week. But um, no, we're not using that as an excuse. And I just, and then the fact that he's a, he's very talented, and I hate and I don't take someone's God given talents away from him, but he is just an awful fucking human being. And just fuck him. Like, literally fuck him to the deepest pits of fucking hell. And oh. I hope you hear this. 
Um, yeah, wow. I, I didn't know much about David Starr until, um, geez, two years ago when I, was it two years ago? I don't know. It seems like two years ago. I think it was last year um, when I read a story about him and Walter facing off at a promotion over in the UK. And Walter at the time was the UK champ, I believe. He, he had a belt. Walter had an NXT UK belt. And, you know, in, over in the UK, their contracts are a little different. That if they wrestle for NXT UK, they can still wrestle for other independent things around the UK. Hold on just a sec. Oh, I thought it was Harley. Okay. So, um, Walter had an NXT title. Oh, I thought you were saying it's taking that to me. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Anyway, my, my husband just walked in. Sorry. Um, Hey, thanks for the recipe. Yeah, he said thanks for the recipe tip. No problem. <laughs> um, he was holding you and Nicole judging him at a very high point. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not no, because my, uh, my crab boil did not turn out that great. So. <laughs> it, ours oh, hey, he was, like, worried about you two passing a judgment on him. <laughs> no. I, I judged myself when I flopped mine. Thanks. Um. But but David Starr, it was like, um, let me try that again. So Walter and David Starr had a match at a UK wrestling promotion. Walter had an NXT UK title, of course, but being NXT UK, they can still go around different companies in the UK and wrestle. So their contract's way different from their counterparts here in the States. Well, Starr didn't like the fact that Walter brought the UK title with, or the, the title with him. And before their match start, he grabbed the belt from Walter, threw it threw it down in the ring, and proceeded to stomp on it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, that Triple was H. him that did that. Yeah, Triple H found out, and Hunter was pissed because he knew Walter was taking the belt there, which he is allowed to do as NXT UK champion. But he was not. Yeah. But this was not pre-planned. They were not given the okay. I'm not sure if they took legal action against Star or what the deal was because it kind of felt like went hush hush after that. But I'm pretty sure there was some legal repercussions from um, WWE for David Star if I had to bet money on anything. But um, but beside um, but yeah, just um, fuck, I had a question and then it just disappeared from my head. Does it like to not drink while we do these? Um, but it's just so the the bullshit apologies and, and I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think they're they're really deep down sorry, or do you think they're sorry they just got caught? I think they're sorry they got caught. Yeah, agreed. You just don't do that to other people. You understand that when you commit these acts, it's about you. It's not about the other person. You don't give a shit about them. All you care about is what you want, which is one of them. Sometimes it's power. Other times it's sexual gratification. So those are the only two factors that play in here. You're objectifying a person, whether it's a man or a female, you're objectifying them only to fit you. I don't give a shit if you are sorry. You did it, and then you continue to do it. Then you want to demonize someone for speaking out against you. 
Well, I don't care. Fuck you with a sick dick. That's how I feel about that. I guess my question is, where do we go? Like, my big thing was, like, where do we go from here? Like, what happens? Because if there's no consequence, then there was no point. We just, like, dragged these women through whatever hell they had to go through to tell it, you know, you know, allegedly. So, like, wh- like what happens? That's, like, I'm all about results. And if nothing happens, then I'm just, like, what was the point? Like, what was the point of going through all this and like wrestling? It just is just, (laughs) but people don't like wrestling right now. And that's an issue. And that should be like in the forefront. So the fact that also people aren't saying anything is troublesome. So like the fact that stuff is so quiet, is like, it bothers me because they either feel like this is just going to blow over and people are going to forget, which I don't Mm. think will ever happen in the generation Z ever because these kids are on top of everything when it comes to that. And it just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really curious as to what, what happens now, because like you said, like, it's such a dark spot cloud going on right now. And we're just in such a tough place because wrestling is like people's release. Like it's entertainment. People love this stuff. And the fact that they can't readily go to it and have that happy and, you know, joy or whatever you get from it right now, it it just sucks for everybody. Um. I told these two, I don't think um, we've said it recording. Um, this is something that wrestling fans should not forget because I think a lot of these wrestlers think within a month um, shit's going to blow over and they're going to act like nothing happened. Um, people people need to be losing their jobs. I don't care. Joey, I, I still stand by the fact that Joey Ryan and Jimmy Havoc need to be cellmates in prison. Um, I I really hope people don't forget because it seems like like this Will Osprey thing happened what 17, 18, 19, 20, three years ago, and some people seem to forget about it. And I'm like, why are you guys forgetting about this? This is a big deal. Um, I really think as wrestling fans, we shouldn't let up on the people and um just it sucks it's fucking heartbreaking because if we're just if we're just finding out about this going on now i just don't even want to think about the women and the men what they've had to suffer in the past before we had before we had people coming forward and saying shit because um, it was definitely worse the the day this came out, I like I cried over pro wrestling, which is something I haven't done since I was like in junior high, because like Shawn Michaels turned heel or some bullshit like that. Um, I I I, I was like really genuinely upset, and I was I was mad because it's like yeah we don't know what they do behind their their, their private life, but it's like these are people we look up to, these are people we admire, they're people we want to meet and just be like hey you may not realize it but you've had like a really big impact on my life and thank you for that you know it's just stupid shit like that and um I started to like really break down and I got like because you know you got like I tell these two 
I'm like, okay, I got the five minutes to be emotional, and then I got to be gangster for the rest of the day. Like, there's <laughs> you can't sit around crying. And, like, it's kind of like the other foot dropped. And um, I was talking to my husband, and I told him, this is why it's so important what me, Tiff, and Nicole do. Like, we don't have a large voice, but women in general in the wrestling world, we're basically kind of told to sit there and shut up and we're not allowed to talk and that this is still a boys club and it shows like ours that's proving that and those wrestling girls and like there's so many awesome there's not enough but there's a there's some amazing female podcasts and female that ass girls um wrestling wind down um who else do i really like those are the ones that well those are like the female centric ones that i read um that i know of or that i actually like listen to um but but also there are people who are like really good allies that we associate to like old face wrestling but they have a female co-host um the guys at three count thursday Mm -hmm. Um, drunken wrestling drunken wrestling has a drunken wrestling history has um, a female co-host unfortunately for the life of me i cannot think of her name right now so i do apologize um but even with that it's this is why it's important to have like i mean i don't call myself a journalist but it's like this is why important we have female voices heard in wrestling because unfortunately in 2020 it is still considered a all-boys club even though women are owning their divisions and making what's actually worth watching on the show anymore for like the last two years. Um, that's why Ruby shoulders gave out because she was, she was helping carrying that weight that the women's division was pulling through the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> that's how I like to say it. But it's like women, women in wrestling, we're such a small subset in an already subculture and they're like oh well you don't know wrestling you don't know this you just watch it because the guy's hot blah 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 you just want to be a ring rat blah blah blah. no i don't um and what if you do like okay i like him because he's hot boohoo move along sir like that's that's their only defense you like him because he's hot yeah motherfucker and what i also know this 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 and this about him it's assholes like that that mean you had to learn wrestling trivia that i really don't use for the show anymore but um what i was what i was what i was getting to in my rant is that female voices whether they're fans whether they're journalists whether they're podcasters whether they run a website whatever we're basically still told to be quiet and sit in a corner while the boys have their voices heard. And 2020 is the year that we're not going to sit there and let you do that to us anymore. Cause we're going to come out and we're not going to shut up. And if you try to shut me up, I'm going to beat the shit out of you because I grew up watching Mick Foley and Terry Funk. So I'm not afraid of you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it took a lot out of me and anybody Anybody who wants to start a podcast because you feel like you're not being heard unless you're a fucking racist, start a fucking podcast and let your voice be heard. That's what it's. <laughs> well, Nicole, Lauren asked the question, where do we go from here? So where do we go from here? What do you think? 
Um, I think we truly need to extract these people. And like I said, I don't want to take people's talent away from them, but that doesn't mean they deserve a space anymore. I'm, I'm over it. And I think us as fans as well need to be completely vocal. Like if I'm at a show and God forbid, say Joe, Joey Ryan is booked or just allowed to be there. I would scream and yell and shout until he's uncomfortable and he fucking leaves. And that's what we need to do. We need to make these people feel if they try to go back in these settings, which I think kind of like how the Black Lives Matter movement, people are tired and they're just like, I'm just not going to put up with this and they're going to force a change. It's not. It's going to take a very long time and it's going to be gradual and it's going to be ups. It's going to have its ups and downs and whatnot. And I'm trying to be positive about it. But I think as a whole, people have had enough and the locker room has had enough. And we're just, we're not taking it. And like I said, I'm not, I'm going to make noise. I'm going to, regardless of how big my voice is or isn't, I'm not going to tolerate it. And that's what I said. I said, I'm, I'm going to make it like, again, like a Joey Ryan or a Havoc or Will Ospreay or Andy Priestley. I'm jumping her with them because she's a piece of shit too. I'm not letting you work in this industry comfortably. I'm going, if you try to, if you try in some way to bounce back and like a Jordan Devlin or like, um, or like a Jack Gallagher, I'm not going to make, if you try to get back in here, I'm not going to make this comfortable for you. I want to make you as uncomfortable as possible. So you leave if there, if there's a way, if there just somehow becomes a way for you to sort of try to at least semi try to have a bounce back, but no, I'm just going to get rid of you. You know, and what really sucks, if y'all listened to our last show, which this just puts a bad taste in my mouth. It could be that or the cigarette I'm currently smoking. Um, but <laughs> we, we were actually praising Joey Ryan because he said once he gets his promotion up and running, anybody, any wrestler that feels like they are being um, mistreated for speaking up for Black Lives Matter that if you feel like you're being mistreated or you're blackballed from a company, you're more than welcome to come work for me. And thinking that, I was just like, that just puts a bad fucking taste in my mouth, like, so much. Well, we didn't know. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know. I don't, I don't really regret anything that I've said because I can't, I can't correct the past. All I can do is make up for it in the present. So we know now that he's not exactly a good dude. He's not a racist. He's just a scumbag. So that's fine. Um, there's no lesser of the two evils, if you ask me. But in regards to the question Lauren asked, I think that, yes, both Alexis and Nicole are correct. The fans need to be the ones to make sure their voices are heard. And we also need to not forget. At the same time, I remember when the May Young Classic started, and they were going to call it, um, or rather the Battle Royal was happening for WrestleMania, and they were going to call it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal or something like that. People mm-hmm. were pissed about that. They went ape shit, and WWE ended up changing that entire Battle Royal. and didn't get. It doesn't even have a name. It's no, literally it's- the Women's Battle Royal. Like It, it doesn't have a name. Wow. So the fans, the fans are the ones who um, have the power, and they're the ones who can decide 
um, if they if they're gonna support this or not. There's all kinds of ways to do this. Like there, there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Yes, I think that there needs to be um, if the charges because we if you don't know, you can only charge a person with rape or anything of that nature after 10 years. Once that 10-year stipulation is up, those cases are not tried. So it's very difficult for victims to come forward, yes, but it also makes it very difficult criminally for someone to be punished for this egregious behavior. Now, with all that being said, if this behavior is recent, then I think they all need to band together and go to the police. And I would go, because they operate in all different cities, all across the country, you're going to have to do this on a federal level. You can't do it state it was or state or local. Yes. Sorry, not Shaz McKenzie. Sorry, I always get their names confused. Sorry, okay. Sadie. <laughs> you can do this on a federal level. You all band together. And, like, I hate to use another situation, but it's a very good example of what happens when people um, have power and money. The Jeffrey Epstein situation is, is just as bad, if not worse. And when you look at the documentary on Netflix, there's a lot of people that are not included in that doc that should have been, but they, you know, hid their names and all that stuff is hidden. You know that there's something going on here besides just Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and whoever else is in there. You know there's something else going on. All these girls, all these women, they came together collectively to support each other. So if anybody is within earshot of my voice and you hear me, I highly recommend that you reach out to other victims, especially if you're a wrestler. Y'all band together, and you can fight this together because there's strength in numbers. And, and no, go ahead. No, I was just going to piggyback on what Tiff said about the fans, um, about being pissed off about being named after Fabulous Lula. They, like, started emailing, like, the, like, Snickers, like, the people in charge of Snickers, and they're like, hey, do you guys know what you're sponsoring? And it was because of the fans, Snickers put pressure on the WWE to change their name, or they were going to pull out from that year's WrestleMania. So money changes everything as far as I'm concerned. You start fucking with people's yep. money and they start they start changing their tune very quickly. You it's just it every you know what makes it funny is that this is a situation that even though it's bad, it's terrible. We know that it's horrible. But when you look at it, if you follow how money affects it, you can understand how to change it. So every promotion, every even major big corporations like WWE and like AEW and all of these guys, they're at the end of the day, the money decides how well they operate, where they go, and who they can employ. And at the end of the day, without the TV contracts and the ratings, they're not worth anything. They're going to be regaled to being on the internet, which is fine. They can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. AEW does it, MLW does it. But to be on a grand scale, at the top and the pinnacle of mainstream media when it comes to wrestling, that is the big league. And once you start messing with their money, then all of a sudden we want to play nice. We want to play ball. So if you're going to make change, you're asking how to change it, you have to start at the source, which is the money. Follow the money. 
You don't want to watch a promotion that has Joey Ryan in it, and you know who's backing them, who's paying for that promotion, and you you hide them, light their asses up until they change. Do what they did for the Trump rally. They RSVP for that Trump rally. These kids, <laughs> I have to give it to them. They are some smart little. They are smart. They right. RSVP for that rally, and nobody, only a quarter of people filled that arena. And they, they and they took credit for it. You wanna you wanna fuck up some shit. You wanna dismantle the system, and you've got to take them out at the knees. That is the money. Stop buying the tickets. Stop watching the shows. Encourage others to do so, and watch a promotion that respects and cares about the people that work for them. And exactly. that's just it. Right. And you know, um, my husband actually mentioned this he goes they better do something before they start having fans come back in the arena because um yes a lot of places are banning signs from there a lot like i know nwa doesn't have signs Uh, mlw they have signs i never seen them um even if you take signs away that fans still have a voice and say like they do have a guy like joe i know we're riding him on a lot but he fucking deserves it right now if Joey Ryan does come out, he goes, what makes you think they won't start chanting rapist at him to the point oh, where, will. <laughs> you know, to the point where the guy, whoever's screaming in the uh, referee's ears, like change the match, do a quick count and get him the fuck out of here before we have a riot. But that, that's another way to get rid of him. If you ask me, and let's, let's go to the fans because what I thought was scary was Nicole is like, there are fans being assaulted at the shows by other fans, both male and female. I read a story about a guy sitting next to a girl. She put her hand on his butt. Then she put her hand down his pants. She apologized profusely. He said, okay. She offered to buy him a drink. Reluctantly, he obliged. And then she put something in his drink. What? And he said he saw her do this. And then he decided to just say, hey, I got to go take a call. And he stepped out and left. Now, I understand that this happens at clubs. We were, we were kids. We, when we were in our 20s, 19, between 18 and, what, 28, we were clubbing. We know when you go to the club, you don't leave a drink at the club. You don't leave a drink on the table. You don't get a drink from a guy. You go to the bar. You make sure that you watch the bartender make the drink because bartenders are creeps too. Okay, but mm-hmm. this guy's at the at the show enjoying the show, and this lady's putting his hand, her hands, down his pants. Now, if she's bold enough to do this to this man in front of other people, and people are just laughing like, dude, like you know, you're a guy. Like that's another problem. Then the girls are there being assaulted by not just men but women as well. You're there. You can't even enjoy the show because there's a pig sitting behind you, either catcalling or trying to touch you. And it's like, what the fuck? Where, where is the security? Like, they don't have enough security walking around to make sure everything's okay. Like, you can't even sit in the movie theater without them running through the movie theater every couple of minutes. Right. So what is going on here where people don't feel safe at the at the at the shows and they're getting sexually assaulted? If it comes down to that, I think it's time for 
the fans to start looking out for each other. Because um, Nicole have said this, and I agree with her. Um, if I see someone getting assaulted at a wrestling event, I'm coming after you. Like, I don't care if I don't if I don't win a fight, but as long as I can give that person time to get the hell out of that situation, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll, I'm coming for you, whether you're a wrestler, wow. you're a fan, whatever. Like, because if it gets to the point where we're gonna have to start carrying fucking pepper spray or deer mates or whatever into shows, oh, just it's already to, at that point. It's already there. Like at this point, I mean, I've only been to one show, and what I went through was a WWE show. So I don't know anything that goes on at the indie shows or the smaller shows or anything outside of a WWE event. But from what I saw, it's it's bright lights everywhere. The event staff is everywhere nonstop, at least here in Cleveland it was. I'm sure with sleight of hand, it could happen. I'm not going to deny that at all. But you would have to be a true show enough time, man, with your skills down pat to get it done without nobody seeing. But Mm -hmm. then again... Like, we're sitting there looking at the show. You're not focused on what's happening next to you or what's happening down the road from you. I just I just find it to be very, very scary, especially if you go to a show by yourself. And oh, you're yeah. just trying to enjoy it. You see what I mean? Like, you're going to a show by yourself. You're trying to enjoy a show. And there's a guy there trying to, you know, trying to talk to you. You're like, oh, no, thanks. And he's still pushing up on you. Like, one girl told a story and said that he, a guy was just rubbing up against her in line. He wouldn't stop rubbing up against her. Then he made sure to sit next to her. It was at an indie show. She tried to move. He followed her. And I'm like, what is going on here? You can't, you can't respect that she doesn't want to talk to you. That is ridiculous. It's, I don't know, because it's just, we, I mean, it happens, I'm not, and it just doesn't happen at wrestling, it happens at football games, it happens at basketball games, it happens at, um, you know, fucking anywhere. Yeah, it happens in just about every place. And it's just, it, it sucks where it's normalized, and... It's like, and I don't even like talking about it a lot of time, but there was like a situation that happened where I was like at a show, at a wrestling show after after party and someone tried to fill me up and it was just like, Jesus. oh, what? And it was, it's like so weird and it made me uncomfortable and I, I stopped going to shows for a significant amount of time because of that. Mm So I always went by myself. I mean, I still go by myself and I probably shouldn't, but it's like no one around here likes wrestling for me to go to shows with, but, um, and it sucks, and it sucks that someone does that to you when you feel like you should be in a safe space. So especially when I hear stuff about happening to, like, other fans that show whether it's male or female, I get very upset by that because I don't want anyone to feel like how I felt or get that taken away from them, like that joy of like going to shows from them. 
Right. And well, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Because I don't want yeah. anybody to have that happen to him. So I'm sorry for that. Uh, well, you know, you know what? Since we can't do this, we can at least give tips on what you can do when you're at a show and you see something like that. You need to say something. I don't think anybody should ignore any type of behavior that you know isn't right. And if you see someone who's uncomfortable, and I don't want to hear any BS about how are we supposed to tell, you can tell. You can tell when a person is uncomfortable. You can at least ask them if they're okay. That's just being nice, okay? If you can find somebody to link up with to go to with the show, I would recommend that you do so so that you can at least have someone to have your back. And I'd rather be somebody you know and trust rather than just somebody you met offline. You just have to you have to protect yourself. I think you should you should carry mace and anything else you can carry, a defensive knife, something. If you got a license to carry, carry that. Yeah. Once you pull out a gun, bullets change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even that, just just having a gun pointed at you can kind of, like, make you piss yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, the account that kind of started all this, it was called Russell Exposed, and it was on Twitter. And they were kind of the ones we were getting a lot of the names and information, information from and retweeting stuff, because apparently a lot of people were messaging them telling them what had happened to them the account is now gone it got Thanos pretty much it's it's not there anymore um which is leading a lot of people to also believe like okay so why isn't this account here because the last thing it tweeted out was that um, officials over in the UK were getting involved and they were asking people from the UK not to send in stories anymore because they were worried that it was going to interfere with the case that they were building. And then like a couple hours later it was gone. And we're like, huh. So what do you what do you guys think of that account just kind of dis like coming out of nowhere and then um well not out of nowhere because I've seen them before. But, like, them breaking this news and then it just going bye-bye without a warning. I thought it was strange. Because I felt like you still you still had stuff to do stateside. And somebody else could have manned the account. And if there were UK stuff being sent, you could easily send a DM saying, hey, there's a police department investigating this, send it to the police. I thought it was strange that they just um, up and left. What do you think, Lauren? Do we think it's an inside job? <laughs> oh, I think yeah, so. You could be unanimous, uh, uh, unanimous, anonymous on Twitter very easily. So, yeah. and you don't have to like say your name or, I mean, because there's, there's been a couple accounts like that not relating to um, this, but a couple accounts where people have uh, created a space for people to talk. So, it sounds like it was it was a, an inside job of someone that was just like, yo, I'm fed up. Let's let's start this. And they started a movement. 
I'm under, and I don't, I think I, I said this off recording too. I think it was multiple people on this account as mm. well. And I also think it was people from different promotions, probably. I believe it was wrestlers, obviously. And I also believe it was a few from different promotions. Probably ones that don't have a lot of control, wink, wink, on WWE. Um, <laughs> this is all lovely, and we don't know. But... Um, it's a lot. Also, WWE WWE statement was terrible. The worst as well. Well, did you see that? And I don't know if anyone saw this or if I'm just late. Where they said that they knew of Matt Riddle's um the accusations against him before they signed him. Thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for the people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. No, he's he went to him before, right before this story. I guess someone gave him, he had a heads up before this, like, kind of, like, broke, like, a news site, and he went to them right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm looking at of, it, and it's instead of them having to like call him, which funnily enough, Travis Banks also needs to go to prison. Um, <laughs> very yeah, he that's he's just awful. Um, Legaro also is um shit. I'll beat your ass, honestly. He also needs to go to jail, not just for being a fucking creep, but for making um. I want to get his last name right. I don't know, but I'm ready for you to run up on somebody. If I see a commotion <laughs> at a show, that's I'm gonna be like, like, "Oh, that's Nicole like, over there." Oh, let yeah. me run up. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> I gotta. Oh, I mean, go meet your friend. friend. Go meet your friend. Um, he literally had him walk around for four hours to teach him a lesson. This is Legiro, mind you, while he was um, fasting. So obviously, people know people who are Muslim face. I think it's. Oh, uh, what is that holiday? Sorry. Ramadan? Yes, yeah. you know, they yeah. fast. So he had him walk around in a blistering sun for four hours to teach him a lesson during Ramadan. So, bigots, fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'll beat your ass, but, um, Trav, um, but the thing was, circling back to Matt Riddle, it wasn't that they knew prior, it's that he told, he went to them first before them having to call him, which um. apparently... Um, they have tried to call, reach out to Travis Banks. Travis Banks has not responded at all. From this is from he might have responded by now, but as of yesterday, from what reports that I've read, um, WWE has reached out to him and has not had a response. And I believe that was the same thing for Tyler Bate as well. They had not had a response from him. Yeah. 
Um, I'm pretty sure if your job calls you to ask you about something this major, you better pick up the phone and fucking talk to them, because, um... Especially if you're telling everybody you didn't do it. Well, then, they they said, but then him and his wife were all on this, like, she's a stalker, and she's crazy type thing, but the, the way the story, and I know the story, we'll call it interesting, air quotes, you know, I, and I won't even go into why I call it interesting because I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's like, it's obvious that they had a previous relationship or some type of, uh, they they were messing around, whatever. Let me just jump right into it. So it's like, if this came out in 2018 and it's 2012, not came out, but like people knew about this in 2018, including his wife, and it's coming in 2020. It means you didn't put it to bed and- now it just makes me look at everyone involved in the situation kind of side eye like okay wwe if they knew like well i'm not i'm not even shocked anyways and then matt riddle and then if his wife it just that whole situation like i kind of just wanted to just disappear and everyone just go about their way because i feel like it's not going to be settled properly and it's just gonna piss me off well let's Let's backtrack a couple of years here because we had we had a, situ- a situation with Enzo Amore when he was still involved with the WWE. Um, right. There was some shit that went down. We all know the story. It's not used to rehashing. Um, that you know, basically a girl accused him of some serious stuff, and there was a pending investigation against him. Well, he didn't tell the WWE what was going on. Which, in my book, if you're innocent and this girl's coming out saying you did this, wouldn't you want a, a multi-million dollar company who probably has some of the best lawyers you can fucking afford on your side? They found out through, like, then they find out through social media, because I don't want to get the story twisted. They found yeah. out, they found out through social media, they asked him what the hell is going on, and then that's when he told him, because that, because originally... They suspended him when the story broke, and then when they found out he knew everything was going on, that's when they fired him. <laughs> and even though he was, you know, he came out innocent, there's still people side eyeing him, like, well, you are kind of a fucking scumbag. You're kind of proving that in your personal life. So, I mean, <laughs> it just kind of gives me, it kind of gives this whole Matt Riddle thing just kind of gives me shades of the Enzo story. And yeah, they're not going to get rid of them. That that's just no. you're right. That's it's and that's, yeah. And that's the unfortunately I, that's the fucking sad part because he could like, I mean people are getting losing their jobs and I'm pretty sure when all this is said and done and the dust does settle, I think a lot of people are going to be unemployable or if they are if they are still stupid enough to book them at shows or hire them for their company. Companies impact. I'm looking at you. Um, they're gonna continue to get a lot of shit, and when the fans come back, they are not gonna be happy. Like they will let their, you know, they'll let the fans have zero fucking chill at shows sometimes. Within and, this case, I think they shouldn't. So, and yeah, that's the good part. Like, you know, you see like fans like. You know, now I'm watching. I was watching something, and it's like they sh- they're showing fans who like jump the fucking ring, the ring barricade, and slide in the ring and start beating up. I and mean, I'm like, you know what? 
if it's one of these guys who are coming out on this list, if I, if I was the ref, I'd be like, you know what? I don't see it. Oh, and just pretend to take a bump like out of nowhere and be like, what the fuck? And just let, just watch some random dude beat the shit out of them. I'll just be like, no, nah, they deserve this. They fucking deserve this. Wow. Just, just let it go on for a couple more minutes and then I'll, I'll pry them off of it. But, um, I'm not touching nobody if that happens. I'm just looking from the sidelines. Um, but here's here's the um here's one of the other things that kind of that sickened me and a little bit um you have the people online like telling them off saying you know you're you're a piece of shit fuck you I can't believe I ever bought your merchandise blah 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 you're also having this grosses me out I don't even want to call them fans you're having people that them you're these people defending these wrestlers and they're blaming it on the victims like it's the victim's fault now we we had somebody that we we knew who did that and alexis was just she was just she was like i'm not dealing with it i blocked him i don't want to see it nicole tried to talk to him and of course he was just like no it, it's not like that and i sent him a message i said look you can't blame the victim that makes it 10 times harder for them to come out when stuff happens and it's real we don't know the truth we have to believe the victim first and unfortunately in these cases the way i see it is you're guilty until proven innocent i need to know for sure that you did not do this i need un unfightable un just proven truth this is the fact I got the receipts one two three okay then I then I know that you're telling the truth and this person is just trying to ruin your career but if you can't come back with anything credible and even if you do and this person's account is detailed it makes sense it tells you from point a to point b that why why wouldn't I believe what they're saying you have to believe them first and then you go about proving the case. That's, that's just the way it has to be. Because these women, and, and even the men and children, they need to know that they are not silenced and are not being pushed to the side, that they, that they matter, that what they're saying matters, and we care. And we care about them being hurt. We care about them being abused in this way. And we're not going to stand for this type of behavior anymore. If you constantly say, oh, well, the women need to be more responsible. And <laughs> I'm like, so I have to be responsible. But this guy who keeps walking around rubbing his dick up against me, he's not responsible for anything. It's my fault because I'm a woman. Well, that makes absolutely no sense. It's childish, number two. And it just he needs to be responsible for his own dick. If he can't control it, then he needs to go somewhere where he can. Maybe not be out in public. Go hide in your cave like you always do and stay there. If you can't go out in public and act like a normal human being. Everybody's not running around rubbing up against people and touching them all the goddamn time. So if he can't do that, how do you equate that to being the woman's fault? And then another thing that's dangerous is when you say shit like, while she's in a relationship with him, clearly it's consensual. She needs to just deal with it. Oh, hell no. no. Hell no. That's, that's when we're fighting. That's where I'm coming to your house and we're fighting. 
there. Look, because people are are stupid. I'm just gonna say that. I don't care who gets mad. People are stupid, and they just don't want to believe that their favorites could do something. And it just is what it is. Now, Alexis found out about Havoc, and she was upset. Okay, she was more upset that the hero, the person she wanted to meet and she had so much affinity for had fallen from grace so far and that the people he hurt were so hurt. That hurt her on a personal level. And then she cut ties with him. She didn't sit there and defend him like, oh, it must be her fault. Because logic would tell you that that's just not true. If you are willing to aid in a better person's behavior like that, then you are just as complicit as the person who committed the acts in my mind because mm-hmm. you have no issues with it until it happens to you. Then I have to be your friend. I have to be your ally. I have to protect you. I have to defend you. But just a few minutes ago, you had no problem tearing down these women, these girls, these men, because men get it too. So mm-hmm. it's okay when they, they're, they're getting hurt. They're being assaulted. They're being raped. They're being beaten. That's fine. Yeah. Clearly she did something wrong. That makes a lot of fucking sense. That is ridiculous. For every one of you, one of you, every one of you motherfuckers who out here saying that shit, y'all truly have lost y'all goddamn mind. You're in a relationship with someone and you're being abused and you don't want to have sex with them and they force themselves on you. That is still rape, whether you like it or not. And you cannot just sit up there and just make it seem like, oh, well, she clearly wanted it because she's with him. No, that's not how this works. Um, since you need we're, to educate yourself. Since clearly. The thing that hit me, hit me hard with Havoc was um, because I was in a relationship before I met my husband where the where his ex-girlfriend said everything that Havoc did to her, my ex did to me. And there was a lot of mental, emotional, and physical abuse. So um, if you treat anybody like that, you're a piece of shit in my book. And, um, you know, that's why I fucking dropped him so hard. And I'm like, I don't care. He can fucking rot in hell. He can fucking rot in jail, which I really hope he fucking needs to go to. And I'm not crying. It's just I'm getting pissed off. Um, But when you see someone say shit like that and people laugh it off and say you're lying, you're you're just as bad as the fucking abuser. I just I just I need to fight somebody like I was asking my husband to book a flight to Orlando and to ask for bail money. And he wouldn't, because he knew what I was going to fucking do once I was down there. And, um, like, just, just seeing people say shit like that, and it's like, they're the same people who blame a woman for getting raped because her skirt was too short, or because she was showing too much cleavage, or she was drunk, or this or that. Like, that doesn't give you an excuse to do that to people. And if you are abusive to your to your partner, your spouse, whoever, 
I'm not a very religious person, but I know there's a special place in hell for when you go. And if you don't believe in hell, wherever you believe in, there's a special place dedicated for sons of bitches like you. And you're going to get yours. Because it's important to speak out for these kind of things because there are a lot of people who went through this who aren't here to have their voices heard. So that's why it's important that we need to be loud and stand up for these people. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that rant, but like, I mean, look at fucking Nicole. She loved Marty, but now she's ready to fucking get rid of all her Marty shirts and she's got a bunch of Oh them. yeah, we need to find out more what's going on with that because everyone's been pretty silent. I mean, same thing with, like, I loved Marty. I loved, um, I was a huge, huge Tyler Bate fan. Like, I talked about how much I thought he was literally the future. And he, him, and Walter have one of my favorite matches of all time, literally. And I will, and I used to scream about people to people like when that when they have that match at takeover i and i mean they can test that like our friends can test to that i would yell at people like you need to watch this match if you don't watch nxt uk takeover you us like at least watch this match that was one and i've i've watched wrestling for many 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 years and that's the best, and that's, again, like I said, that's one of the best matches I've seen in my entire life, so, um, but that doesn't negate the fact that you could have allegedly, like, partaked in very problematic behavior, to say the least, and that's, like, how Lauren was saying with Matt Riddle, like, yeah, I really like him, but I gotta, I'm, like, I'm stepping away from you for a second, dude, and, um, yeah, those are the two names that really upset me, was, like, Marty and Tyler. Did I like anybody else, really, that was on there? Uh, no. No, I don't, I don't not like that anybody, I recall. honestly. <laughs> to be completely on. Everyone knows that I don't like anybody. Yeah, she doesn't. She likes me, Tiff, a couple people, a few wrestlers, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just generally don't like a lot of people. Or wrestlers. Um, No, I like Travis Banks, but I thought he was boring. Oh, no, I like Jordan Devlin. I thought he was hot, even though he had a big fucking head. Um, His head is magic. And I didn't really like anybody that I did not understand that. that. Uh, I was um, like, Nicole, his head is so big. (laughs) What are you going to do? I liked um, Gallus. That's fucked. Two out of three Gallus are creeps. Like, what's up with the other guy? That's like how that's like how the Forgotten Sons are. Who? Oh, Jesus. Who are they? I don't know them. I don't know her. I don't know Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so extra. The two names that, like, killed me was, of course, Jimmy Havoc, and the other one was Sammy Callahan. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like Alexis. Also, Alberto Del Rio. Honestly, I feel like he shouldn't have been on there because we we know, like everyone knows. I feel yeah, like no, that's right. like a general general consensus. He just got arrested like, for sexual assault. He's like the worst kept secret in wrestling. Like no shit, he's a piece of shit. Like were you expecting he less? Was, 
He was just on TMZ for <laughs> sexual assault. Like, it's just not, not even last month. Like, we just saw him. So, I feel like you just wasted a space. Like, you could have put somebody else on there. Yeah, but the thing that pissed me off with Sammy was that he's always out here preaching about, you know, like women, like women wrestling. He was like one of the very few guys who got behind it, like the women taking over. And just to hear this is just very, I'm just like, this is why well, I can't have nice things. This is, this is not why we can, as wrestling fans, can't have fucking nice things anymore. Well, I recall Sammy Callahan's situation that was known. We knew about him being abusive. I re- remember us having a conversation about him. It and was he had what what happened with him? Was it his uh, ex-wife or yeah, it was his ex-wife? I read. Yeah, yeah, him. So him is that his... what they're referring to, or something new? That's what I want to know because. You know, they, I from, mean, like, it was know. from his ex wife from a few years ago. And okay. I remember hearing about it briefly, but never anything. I never heard every, anything else from it, and I never heard anything from her. And I, I think, so I, it was I, one I, of those things that got swept under the rug. I, because I said this a couple episodes ago, um, I listened to a, a podcast, it was on YouTube, about with Sammy's ex-wife on it and they asked her you know if it's not hard for you to talk about can you explain it and she said you know we were young people were saying we shouldn't have been together in the first place and it was just it was just really she goes it was a really bad fucking scene we were just like people who should not have been together like fucking at all so now I, I knew about that but I just want to know if this is something new. As far as I know, I didn't see any stories about him. He was on the list. So I assumed it was about that situation because she said that they, they weren't good for each other. And I remember you guys talking about it. And I was like, well, unless the this, this story has more to it, there's really nothing we can do about it. Because he's He's um he did say that he and his ex wife had issues and they I remember one of you telling me that he he admitted that you know what she said was true that was me and that yeah and that he was he had you know changed and he was working toward being a better person which in hindsight for Sammy he hasn't really done anything outside of that but you know again. Here's the question I pose. If they've done something in the past that is egregious, they have changed. Per their their statements and their behavior that they they have exhibited, and there have not been any victims of their behavior, unless it's something like rape or molestation or something egregious like that, okay? Can they be forgiven? And can you move forward with that? Or are you just once an offender, always an offender? That's tough. That is a good question. Because um, it, it would stand the reason that you, you would give them the opportunity if it's not as egregious as we that this pose. Is it possible to be like, okay, 
they've changed. Remember, See, sex offenders are always are on that for life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sex offenders. Now you can get so. on the sex offender registry for streaking. They put you streaking, <laughs> peeing outside. Yeah. 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 yeah but I mean, like. You're hearing no, about like underage kids like dating each other and they're sending like dick pics and bad shots and like the parents find out they freak out and next thing you know, fourteen year old ends up on the sex offenders list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well Lauren, what what do you think? About wait, were you well, asking like, me? I'm asking if do you think that it's possible and I'm not talking about like something like a rape or anything like that, because I know to me, that's unforgivable, so I'll just leave it at that, but I'm talking about something like they've they've hurt their partner, they've abused their partner, and then they've realized that they've made some mistakes and they've changed. At least from what you've seen, they haven't exhibited behavior that would say that they are still in that mindset. Do you think it's possible that they've changed and are they allowed to – do you think you could be okay with them wrestling, being seen on TV, or anything like that? I think with the cancel culture that is today, no, <laughs> not at all, I, with, in that respect. But then you still have this whole group of people – remember, you got the folks that are, that are gung-ho, like, they didn't do it, she's lying – so, I mean, and then you got people who re-sign these guys, regardless, knowing who they are. So that's, it's up and it's 50-50 for me. I mean, I know as a collective in this group, it seems like you guys are like, no, they don't get a second chance. And I know there's more people like that, but it just worries me that there are these guys and fans that are just, they don't care. It's not happening to them. It's not happening to their sister or their daughter. So... You know, and you can't prove, you know, stuff like stuff like this, you can't prove. I, I, I keep seeing people say, well, give me proof. How do you prove a sexual assault that happened like years ago? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think I, I'll speak for me personally. I don't think I could see them wrestle in the ring and be okay with it. Period. I, I still call Ben Roethlisberger a rapist. Sorry. There's no I legend agree. behind that. For sure. Oh Black no! On I, Twitter, I, I, I don't care. Agree with that. Yeah, he is. He is. But we're a Steelers uh, household, and we can't stand Roethlisberger. I, awesome. I, ain't, even I can't either. To be, I ain't even trying to be a Browns fan, but fuck him, shoot. <laughs> it's the truth. It ditto. But then, and I hate to speak ill of the dead, then you have the Kobe Bryant situation. So. <sighs> you can be, you can be reborn and rebuilt, like. Kobe was on the second what, what people were like talking about his second career, which was like being this awesome girl dad. And, you know, so, I mean, there's two situations for that for sure. And it sucks because on one side, I'm like, yo, I love, I, I like Kobe. I respected him regardless of the other thing, you know, but then here I am over here saying, screw Ben Roethlisberger, you rapist every, you know, chance I get on but, Twitter. I, but also the thing with Kobe thing, it was just like a little bit complicated because she didn't end up coming out and be like, I kind of like you know, exaggerated some things and whatnot. So, and that is also, true. 
yeah so that's also a thing that people also kind of forget about like she did come out and be like okay i was just trying to like get a crash back which is like the three percent that happens within like it's a very Mm -hmm. very small percentage of um people who come out with sexual assault accusations that are false like that's the she was in the very small percent of it and well, then also, they need to be persecuted to the fullest extent of the yeah, law. I, think, I agree. Yeah, I really do. One hundred percent. I think they should have charged her because that's bullshit. You wasted police resources. That. Whole court had a whole trial, like all of that for nothing, like that. Yeah. No. They. Yeah. I hundred and ten percent believe that they should. That they should have at least. They should at least put her in jail, or they should have gave her a heavy fine. I believe that with anybody who is falsifying information against another individual, you need to go to jail because fuck you, because you could have ruined that person's life or you have ruined that person's life. Right. But Kobe was able to rebuild himself and work on his marriage and work on his family life and really transform the second half of his life to giving back and to doing all these really great things. So. Like, good for him. People can rehabilitate themselves. Um, do I necessarily want to see it? No. Um, from And I'm not saying that I don't want to see them get better. Like, I just don't want to watch them grow because I just don't want to give them that. Yeah. So that's the same thing with, like, Jimmy Havoc because he's going to – and it's not funny, but it is funny. Like, his, like, him being, like, basically wrestling like he wants to kill himself is like was like oh you know it's funny you know it's entertaining but you know it's actually real so (laughs) he like he needs help he needs intense very everything um so i hope for the sake for his humanity that he's able to get right with himself so he can make strives to be a functioning and better member of um, society because how I view people who commit crimes and crimes like that that they are not functioning properly within society like they are deviating from what they're deviating from what their plan is for functioning in society I know that sounds very like clinical and robotic but that's it is what it is to me Mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, you need to get fixed and be able to get reassimilated into society. Not just so you can start atoning for all of these sins that you've done. So you can, so you're not basically a waste of human, human space, in my opinion. Because if you're not a functioning member of society, like you are a waste of a human being, in my opinion. And that's what people who create, who kill people and commit these crimes, whether sexual, anything, they are not reforming members of society. So you either fix the shit or you're done. Just sit in a fucking hole and just die out. And then, I don't know, hopefully you get reincarnated into a fucking tree or something because you'll probably be better (laughs) at that than you were at being a human. Not a tree. Not a tree. (laughs) Not Um, a tree. I don't know, a bee or something. I don't know, whatever, you, whatever. A bee. So, for the people who think that this is something new that's been going on, let's go, let's take a little time trip here. 
Um, oh, geez. Lauren, have you ever heard about the Pat Patterson scandal? I have not. Okay. So back in like the mid 80s, early 90s, in that time frame, um, it was un- not uncommon for wrestlers or, you know, like they would go to like local talents or local kids and be like, hey, do you want to make like, like 20 bucks? Like taking down and sitting up the ring. And of course, you know, 20 bucks in your 16 is like a lot of fucking money. So they would have like young boys from like 15, like 16 and up come to the shows, set up the ring. And then a, allegedly, because the man is dead and I don't want to go to court, Pat Patterson and a bunch of other guys in the back molested these little boys. Mm-hmm. and um it's it's i i don't want to get into it because it's gonna make me pissed off again um there's a couple there's some really great videos on youtube to go watch about it because they can go a little bit more into it um but uh and then nicole didn't you have something about vince too yeah because i i think we've all spoken on this podcast how um basically Vince gives Satan and um a run for his money. So when I and I hate to you know talk about someone like speak death on someone but when Vince Vince dies I think he would take over hell. Oh. <laughs> My God <laughs> I'm not going to hear for shit. Good so shit. I, That's good shit. So I think so. Whoever you know goes to hell after you know Vince dies, they're gonna be like, "What's this going on down here?" Oh, oh my! Like, what what are all these these people wrestling without a break and and him <laughs> shouting at people in on a headset? Oh wow! <laughs> but um, does anyone know who Rita Chatterton is? She's the WWE's first female ref. Exactly. Does WWE acknowledge her? No. No, they don't. And why? Oh, no, I'm about to tell you why. So, it's a doozy. And and July 16th of 1986, um, allegedly Vince McMahon tried to Rita to perform oral sex on him in a lim- uh, limousine. And when he, when she refused, he raped her. What? Mm-hmm. 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 And again, there's a few podcasts who go completely in depth with this story. And once I find the one that I'm thinking about in my mind but can't name, I will link it on the website and on our all of our socials. Mm-hmm. But this is also a story that has always also bothered me because when people try to defend Vince, this is always pops in the back of my head because no one talks about it. So in my opinion, since this was so hidden, something of this had to happen. I'm saying allegedly because they have lawyers and I cannot afford to fight that case. Um, so in my opinion this seems very feasible because of how married this was. 
because this is something a lot of people did not know until the past like couple of years. And my heart and it my heart hurts for her because she was a trailblazer in that sense in our industry and she was basically erased. Well, she was erased. She was completely erased from history and because she did not want to partake in something egregious with someone. Um, and I talked about this and I mentioned this on something, um, something that was on earlier. Someone posted a story about TJP, um, I guess speaking about being assaulted um, when he was younger. And I said, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And someone was like, why does that make a lot of sense to you? I said, a lot of people who are sexually assaulted, um, also specifically men, um, is higher cases within men who aren't able to deal with that trauma and to get help for it or uh, basically break that down, end up repeating the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um R. Kelly is a prime example of that. Um, Also, if people didn't know, uh, Vince was also sexually assaulted multiple times when he was a kid. Wow. By his stepmom. By his stepmom for a number of years. And that's also something a lot of people don't talk about. So if this did happen, allegedly, I wouldn't be shocked because he obviously does not have emotional range to deal with anything because, you know, we hear everything about Vince. Um, so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised on that aspect of like what I said about how a lot of, um, quite a few sexual assault victims, specifically men who don't deal with it, end up repeating the cycle, unfortunately. And I said Mm -hmm. with TJP, I was like, that honestly makes perfect sense. Um, is it okay? No, it's, it's still awful, but it kind of gives I and it, um and I think and this is also how like Tiff kind of spoke and also how she spoke about the Benoit thing. It does not make it right, but you understand the cause and effect of it. Right. So that's my take on it. Um, but also, yeah, I think all our listeners, I please um, look up Rita um, Chatterton. Um, please reader story um i believe she's done an interview as well about it um yeah but i don't know i think yeah we, i think we all know that like vince is satan but i mean again like that's not nothing new but it's not like not giving wwe a pass or anything but it's just kind of like we just know like i know like i know he's bad a lot of people are bad like we show we've seen from this how shitty and how corrupt a lot of wrestlers and promotions are like like yeah. fuck progress even though I love the matches that they have but you know they're they're dirt bags um pro wrestling eve and I hate saying this because they're a woman promotion but they also held to blacklist polyama because they are so because the UK scene I don't know what Will Osprey must be sucking people's dicks really good over there because I don't know <laughs> oh, why shit. everyone is so 
bending over backwards. I'm like, they don't even do that to Marty Sprawl, in my opinion. He's, I mean, again, he's trash as well. But I felt like he's way more talented. So nobody's doing this with him. And I feel like he's better. But it's just, it's just like the, this weird culture that's surrendered about around certain people. And this isn't just him. It's like, um, I read a lot of shitty stuff about Matt Riddle, even though he's in the other box. But a lot of people who are just like, no, I'm not believing it. And that's the same thing with Velveteen. Yes. They're just very, being very weird about it. And I was like, you don't mm. know these people. Super like, weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't know these people. Like, why? We know that that's the character, what we're looking at. That's yeah. not that's not them. Mm-hmm. You can't separate the two. Those are, they're like actors who, they're athletes who happen to act on TV. So yeah. what we see is a caricature it might be a piece of their personality that they show, but that is not them per se. And that's a major problem, too. You're so obsessed with your favorite that you just won't see past anything. Oh, that couldn't be true. No, no, never. Like, Daniel Bryan is a good dude, genuinely, but if something came out about Daniel Bryan, you would have to I ask would be shocked. <laughs> I, yes, but you would still say. I mean, are you? If a girl like, okay, the list that we saw, the first list, it had two notes, and it was all the names structured from top to bottom. We all saw. It. If you didn't see it, you can pretty much go on Twitter and find it. Just follow the hashtag speaking out. Somebody has it. Okay. When the last list came out, I looked at it and I was like, um, what? Like, the list had repeat names from the first list, and then it had new names mixed in, and then the old names from the first list at the bottom. And I was like, something isn't right here, because the original list was compiled with detail. It was like this person, this person, this person, this person. This list isn't like that. It was very all over the place. And I'm like, what is going on with these lists? Like, we were waiting on the next list. We waited. We were like, look, the day that these lists came out, I was just like, I I can't read any of this anymore. It is very, very disturbing. And we talked on the Skype, and we talked, and then we decided to call it a night. And Nicole was like, the next day, it's going to be work because it's going to be new names. Really, all you got was more stories about the people who are currently outed. And then you got this new updated list. That list had names on it that we were just like, oh. Oh, Okay. Alistair Black, Xavier Woods. Yeah. So... And I think didn't I think we talked about this briefly, Lauren, about Xavier Woods, about like how's like we we're like no, like that was just like a very weird thing that we were. Yeah, that we were he cheated about on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a cheater. Whatever. Yeah, like, like that's the least of things going on. Like he made he's a cheater. Who was he with his wife? I don't remember. Everyone, I felt you like know what you're right. Because he, he might not have been. 
I don't think he was with her then. So then, whole... no, he's just nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just some nasty people. And that's why. Ooh, that's why they changed the NXT Women's Championship. They were like, this you know what? <laughs> no, they really did. <laughs> give, me, give me this back. <laughs> <laughs> give me this. Lauren, I have a question for you. So, um, I actually want to get all y'all's opinions, but I want to hear Lauren's. So, when you saw the revised list and you started seeing people's names like Alistair Black and Xavier Woods and just one of the ones that you're kind of like, wait, what? I No. Um, when do you think, because all this always starts out with good intentions, um, but when do you think this is, It's I hate using this word, um, when do you think it's going to become a witch hunt for like, dude, he's done wrong it already kind of is and 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 i'll tell you why okay i didn't see that list so when you guys said those names i was like wait what there's another list the Mm -hmm. thing right now where i feel like everyone's got to be on their toes because there's always an opportunity and i hate to say that i hate to say that because it it takes the credibility away from you know the people that are telling their story but like there's also people that are anonymous and you've got everybody guessing. Oh, that's so and so. Oh, that's so and so. And it's like we don't know, but you're still trying to drag this person without it being defend. Like not even like a name, like you know, named. You know, it's just oh, this is a story that's happened to me, but there's no name given. And you got people like, well, who is it? And now they're harassing the people, and it, it's a big mess. It's it's honestly a big mess. I think it will be a witch hunt at some point. I think it's going to spill over into the WWE, like over here. I really, there's no way it doesn't touch that. It, I mean, I, I get it's already, it already has, but I feel like there's going to be more names on there that are named, named that we haven't heard about yet. Uh, and that's, I've that's what's problematic. Really... It's problematic I've... that nobody's saying anything right now, but also I feel like they're being advised by their attorneys, you know, and such to like not, because if they say something now and then other shit hits the fan, then it's it's an even bigger like cluster. Facts. No, uh, Tiff, what were you saying? No, I remember a few. A matter of fact, it was sometime last year. We were just talking about Randy Orton and his problematic behavior, like what he would do to creative. At least that's what they alleged. What he would do to new um, writers, new producers. He would come in there with his dick out. I don't understand that. (laughs) The story was he would have his his dick wrapped around his hand and he would like walk up to you and have you shake his hand with his dick out. Excuse me? That's what they said. Now I can't say if it's true or not. This story is alleged. But I do remember us discussing it. I also remember reading about it. And I said, if he's doing that, then that shit is ridiculous. We also have heard horror stories about wrestlers shitting in other guys' bags and um, hitting on their wives. Like, um, who was it? Was it Lex Luthor who was um, sleeping with um, Macho Man's ex-wife? Before that, Macho Man was super controlling to um, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, yeah. That's so controlling to the point where he just ran her away and she 
ultimately ended up getting with this guy, and she, that's how she ended up dying, is on drugs, living in an apartment away from him and his wife and his family. I'm sorry, but if you're, if you're, first of all, that's, if you're holding your dick in front of me, you've uh-huh. got mental, there's something wrong upstairs. I'm I'm uh-huh. sorry. Like, that's just, we're not at a nudist beach. This like, that's not professional. You call yourself a professional that there's something wrong with you. Chemically. That's sorry. Well, you don't know. <laughs> I don't, I can't definitively say if it's true. But, I mean, that story was one of the stories that was floating around about Orton's behavior in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Well, even when you guys mentioned that, like, Riddle comes in the locker room and dr- that's also, sec- that, that you're also sexually, like, assaulting oh, me that way. Like, yes. that's also... I problematic. Know. It's very problematic behavior. You don't get mm-hmm. off on that front. That I did not know about that until that right now. So <laughs> now you guys are making me side with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and I don't want to. I was so team riddle. Now I have to side with Goldberg and his foolishness. <laughs> I, like, this is making me like, so like Brock Lesnar. Oh, I, I'm not. I understand. Professionally, on the professional side, when it comes to Lesnar, I admit that I totally get and understand where he's coming from. Um, Riddle has a tendency of overstepping bounds, mm-hmm. and he doesn't respect. I'm not saying he has to be a bootlicker, okay? But in every industry, there's a certain level of respect you have to give to people who have tenure or veterans. That's just. The natural idea is what you should do. Riddle is just like, I'm going to make my way, so I need to challenge these bigger guys. And then he, he's, he's a dick because not only do um, Lesnar and Goldberg have an issue with him, but Champa also came out once and was like, Riddle was on Twitter and he wanted to carpool, I guess, with some of his NXT oh, I remember that. colleagues. And Champa <laughs> was like, he basically was just like, we don't fucking like you. We don't fuck with you like that. So <laughs> that's why I love Champa. I'm just like, okay, something isn't right here with Riddle. It, it, Okay, I I'm I'm just gonna you know I don't hear anything great weird yet, but like this isn't right. Like Champa's coming out breaking character to say something against what you said, then you're doing something wrong. You're obviously rubbing people the wrong way. I literally just um, thought he's high all the time. I mean, like, well, he that's is. His, that's his character <laughs> and like his person, who he is in life. I mean. Do what you do. If that's what you, if that's, nobody's judging you for that. That's what I just thought he was. But now, I think after this podcast, man, my favor, I'm going to have to go like Goldberg. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm upset that I have to, that I have to, I mean, I'm not too upset about it. I'm glad Pete Dunn, I was like, I would know. I was like, at least I still have him. 
Yeah, Bless his heart too. He is yeah. he is literally dude. fighting the good fight on Twitter right now. Yes, he is. And and behind the scenes, which really matters, and working he with the right out. people. He called out progress on Twitter the other day. So I good. like because who's gonna talk shit to him? Nobody, because I'm scared of him. <laughs> I'm so glad I supported and and bought a T-shirt for him from him. Thank goodness. Just him. Only Just him. him. Yeah. You won't Shots. say that. And you know what? Like big shout out to like all the wrestlers, men and women, coming out supporting this. Um, Alex Hammerstone had something to say. Big E came out had something yeah. to say. Tucker. Um, Tucker came out. Lance Storm came out and said something. He's weird. Allison K. Yeah. <laughs> Allison K, Bailey, ready to talk. So we we all know that. Allison K came on said something. Bailey said something. A lot of wrestlers spoke out. So uh, I don't know who this guy the Wolf is, but his name sounds epic. So I think I have to start being a fan of him just because of that name alone. <laughs> but. So where where do you guys see wrestling a year from now because of all this? Hopefully the, the they make it. I mean, gosh, how long do we have to burn our bras for like to be taken seriously as women, as females, yada yada, in every workspace? You know, I can't believe we're still saying this in 2020, but we're still saying it about racism. So you know, whatever, yeah. but. Hopefully, women have a bigger, or feel more comfortable at at work, and they don't have to, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. They, um, I just want them to have their own space to be able to do their job, do it equally, not be disrespectful, not be disrespected, not be catcalled, not be sexually assaulted, like, all the things that an adult should know to do and not to do, unfortunately. Agreed. Um, I, I would say that obviously they need to start taking victims seriously, number one. You need to listen and hear what they have to say. I mean, once you hear a story and the pain you hear and they you see, like, I don't see how you can deny that what they're saying is factual to them. At least if you're not going to believe I'll say it this way. Just believe what they're saying and that they've been hurt. Um, I also think that when, it, yes, Lauren is right. Women have to continue to, to fight this fight. We're going to have to continue to fight this fight just like our mothers, grandmothers, sisters, cousins, everybody of familial DNA has to do this fight just so we can just be able to be safe in the workplace, advance in the workplace, and we're still fighting just to be paid equally, even though we're smarter and more educated and have the damn tenure to be paid. We're still passed over because we don't have dick. So we're still fighting that fight, but you just have to keep fighting. And you teach your daughters and your, your nieces and any girl that you come across that needs help, you help. You show them camaraderie, and you understand that, oh, it, it's true. There's strength in numbers, and we can't just 
glaze over it. We can't pretend as if it doesn't exist because women have a tendency of ignoring the problem as well. We act as if it's not happening. Um, we don't believe the victims either. We just have to learn how to stick together. And we have to, in this industry, sticking together is the best thing we could do. That's the smartest thing you could do. I agree. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I said we need to, um, if these people try to come back to um, wrestling, um, or even if it's like at some bullshit show, we need to make them uncomfortable. Like, you're not going to feel comfortable working at a show when I'm at the fuck not. Um, and yes, I think we need to continue to make noise and continue to stay on these people's nets. I think, again, like, what, and that's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Like, we need to make sure that we're also pushing for, um, you need to make sure that, um, we're making sure that they're booking our, make sure that they're booking, like, black talent, especially after, um, the IWTV, um, shout out to, um, to JR for um Junior for putting that together um all of the talent that there is and there's no excuse there's no excuse for women and also men to feel uncomfortable to get sexually harassed in their workplace and for it to feel like it's normalized there's no excuse for LGBT people to not get booked on more mainstream shows because people might not think um others quote-unquote wrestling fans which those people are dying are a dying breed sort of in a way i'm gonna make sure they're a dying breed and or black or black um talent isn't booked because they don't think that they're gonna sell tickets or sell seats and we just have to keep pushing for that keep pushing for this keep pushing for sexual assault and sexual abuse and within the industry to not be normalized for it to be shamed for these predators to feel fucking shame, even though they might not felt it at that time, I'm going to shame you until you feel disgusted with yourself, so you can't function normally until you get proper help and, and able to assimilate and get your shit together. But yeah, we just have to keep on these people next for multiple things, and you know, human beings are... I mean, I'm I'm great at multitasking. I can fight for women's rights and and um, black rights at the same time and LGBTQ right plus rights at the same time. So, you know, fucking try me. I can do three, all three things at once. You can't. Uh, I just see Nicole, like the lady from Game of Thrones who followed Cersei around with the bell going, Shane! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I really hope that this is a wake-up call to anybody who thinks, because there were a couple, even though Bea Priestley wasn't part of, like, didn't physically do anything, and I didn't know about Sexy Stark until this damn thing came out, but um, the men and women who think they can get away with this stuff, um, they need to realize that people aren't scared of them anymore. Um, that they have no power 
over the newbies or the new generations that keep coming in. Um, and um, to anyone who thinks they can do this, um, I will fight you. I will find you and I will fucking fight you. Like, don't think I won't. Does I just, it's crazy considering, you know, it's like wrestling. Any other, I'm trying to think after Tiff told me, said that about Randy Orton with a dick in his hand. Any other job that I have had in the, my past, like, long as I've been working, if any guy ever came up to me with his dick in his hand, he would have been fired on the spot. But instead in WWE he gets a push for the heavyweight title. Right. Okay. That makes you sense. know that's what WWE does. You have shitty behavior here, the title. That's what that that's what they'll consider it like, oh that's our haven. You know, that, that he's just joking around. At the end of the day it's sexual assault. It is not assault, it's harassment. At best it's harassment. I don't Nobody wants to see your dick, dude. I just... Ken's the only one who wants to see it. So put it up. Stop pulling it out. Which I'm sure now, things have changed drastically. At least enough for where this kind of shit doesn't happen so often. Or at least it's buried so low that you can't... Nobody knows about it. Or they're not speaking on it. only person who has is Leo Rush. And I, I believe Leo when he says he was, um, he was treated that way. I believe him. It's just it's ridiculous. Well, one more thing, and then we call it a night because uh, you know I don't want to go to bed on a Sunday and then we can get on a Monday pissed off. Cause I have a feeling something major is going to happen tomorrow. So who fuck knows at this point. Impact will actually do something about all the shitty people that they employ there. Well, yeah, like Moose, like Moose is abusive to his um wife. He, he threw her down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Like no one talks about that. Whew. Yeeted her down a flight. She could have died. But everyone's like, oh, Moose is really. I'm like, did you? What? Well, I, he's I, not even that good. He's not that good, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's not good. Like, he's you're not ugly. a good wrestler. Terry, Terry kind of talked, I don't know if it was Terry, but um, Terry, who's part of our new network, We Love Wrestling, I'm more of a self-promoting core than Cody Rhodes. I am not going to lie about that. Um, <laughs> I am not going to lie. Um, he was talking about it. We had a live yesterday, and we were talking about it a little bit, and he mentioned that he saw a report that Access, the channel that Impact comes on now, is kind of, when all this went out, sent an email out like, hey, so we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting and talk about these problematic people that we have on the roster. Well, I don't blame them. Every company should do that. And that's why I respect NWA for halting their promotion i think mlw did the same thing but they didn't publicly say i think they're kind of like they're not doing anything they're just i mean they're i don't want to say they're not doing anything they're like reading the room and they're like okay we're gonna just not do anything for a second figure out what's going on remove Mm -hmm. people who are within who you know 
are doing these things, and then we're going to fix the problem within the community, within our company, if it is a major problem. Right. Um, just because I'm when I tell you, I heard, I literally saw one tweet about Mark Haggerty, and I kid, and then I saw another tweet at MLW said that he was fired, and I was like, why is he fired? Like that's how fast they were. Wow. So to NWA, man. Also, Billy Corgan, can I have some tickets for Riot Fest next year? I really appreciate it. Can I have, um, can I have David Lagara's job? Yeah, right. Give it to Nicole. Hey, um, Dark Side of the Ring, if you can hear me, since you're really not gonna put Jim Cornette on his on your show anymore because you're actually awesome. Can I have what? His- they said they're not they putting Cornette that? on there? I don't know, but I'm just throwing it out there in case you know. Oh, gee. <laughs> you know, they I, definitely shouldn't. Like, <laughs> I want. He's gonna be the topic. His if, own dark side episode. Yeah, yes, he's he gonna have his own episode. <laughs> he doesn't need to be on it. Like nobody. Like, they just need to talk about him. Oh just no, like they I want him this. on it. I want all. You want to see? I know. I don't want to see him. No. <laughs> I just. I was just saying, Dark Side of the Ring, you don't have to pay me as much as you were paying Cornette, but I probably know just as uh, much. Oh, hell no. Hell no, you need we're to get more. No, we're not going to take no side, no little half a stash. Hell no. We don't, Dark Side of the Ring, you want to hire a woman, make sure you pay her more. <laughs> or if you're going to hire Alexis, make sure you pay her more to Cornette, because at least Alexis is decent enough to look at, and she know her shit. You're not going to just sell yourself short like that. Hell no. Give her the money. Agents, apparently, because they ain't going to let me settle for less. So talk to Tiffany. (laughs) Lauren's my lawyer, too. She can vouch for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is, and then we can move on to our last segment and, like, be gone. But this is 2020. We are at the point, especially women and especially black women, you and I know we kind of undersell our salaries. I know I have a problem with that, even though I shouldn't because I don't want to toot my own horn. I have a lot of experience with my industry and especially my last job that I worked at. I really should have asked for way more money, but that's besides the point, but not now. I am, I said, my, um, I saw the best tweet and I will always stand by this. You asked for the salary of a 22-year-old white male straight out of college who maintained the average and is a trust fund baby. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the salary you asked for, period, point blank. We are not doing this in 2020, especially black people because they're still doing a sympathy hire. If they offer you 50, you ask for 60. You ask for 70. Fuck that. Right. If we don't if we don't get reparations, we have to get it through our jobs. Yep. Get, your, get your money and get the amount that you deserve. Same with women. They they told you that they they'll start you off at sixty. You ask for seventy, eighty. Fuck that. We're not doing this no more. You know, my the only time I ever had a job ask me how much I wanted to get paid. You know how much that was a shock to me. Like for real. And I was like, I wasn't asking for much. And he's like, no, you you need to, like, the, the the guy who was hiring me, he's like, no, you need to ask for more. I'm like, 
I don't want to push it here, but I just want to get paid the same, like the amount that of time that I'm putting in for the job I'm doing as a medical assistant. So it was really, it was hard work. So he's like, well, what do you think you deserve to get paid? I was like, and I looked at him, I said, you know, no one's ever asked me that question before. And he was like, gobsmacked by that, if I could use a fancy word. He was just like, what? I'm like, yeah, no one's ever asked me how much I want to get paid before. I had to help my sister-in-law negotiate her salary. I gave her the number. I told him, I said, you have the experience. They need you. Tell them what you want. If they really need you, they'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So why do I have a feeling tomorrow I'm going to wake up and there's going to be a whole lot of more shit going down? Because it's been God, like that for not. the past three days. <laughs> <laughs> we need a break, like from from George Floyd to this, and then <sighs> anonymous. What are you working on now? We need to know. We need to brace ourselves for when we wake up tomorrow. They're worried about the government. Period. Yeah, you're doing wonderful, sweetie. Oh, God. Um, so I don't know. This topic. will basically wrap this whole thing up. It's just kind of, it sucks, um, obviously. And, like, we all know that. And, like, we talked about how much shit sucks. But at the same time, like, don't let this, like, ruin everything. Right. Especially when we're, we can fix things. Especially, like, crazy Gen Z. Um, so it's kind of like, it's unfortunate, but I rather, but I'm glad that this came to light so we know what we have to fix. Right. Right. And it was heartbreaking for a lot of people, but at the same time, we, you got to remember there are decent people out there in this world. There are very few far in between, um, but like just the wrestlers just the wrestlers period who have come out and it's just like the littlest of things that they're doing you know they're not grandi they're not grandioso about what they're doing like biggie and them didn't biggie and hammerstone didn't have to come out and say anything but they did to show support like hell a couple like a couple days ago mjf was like selling black Lives matter stickers basically and he was saying yeah all the the (laughs) whole into you know, uh, a, a charity. I don't remember which one, but, you know, all portions were going to that. And it's like, some of them are like so low key, you have to, to look for it. But like, you know, you, you really have to, I'm not giving up on the older guys because I know they either seen some shit or they did it. But like, not to get mad about it again, but they were compliant about it but i think this is definitely a wake-up call that not only the entire wrestling world needed that reality needed as well because people are like oh you know the me too movement was only this i'm like just because it wasn't getting any media coverage doesn't mean it wasn't still going on and like wrestlers who think that this shit's gonna blow over in a month no and if they reopen it up 
y'all are going to get a fucking earful from the crowd if you decide to show your face. That's true. Some will be bold enough to try, though. Well, oh, you know, the privilege. going to be that one drunk fan at the show that's like, you know what? I could take Will Ospreay. He's not that big. Well, you know, anybody can take Will Ospreay, honestly. My five-year-old Like, just because you do flippy shit don't mean that you get a... <laughs> my boot's not raising from your back. Not flippy shit, Alexis. <laughs> flippy shit. <laughs> so, um... And to... And I, I just want to say this, and then I'll shut up for the night, but, like, anybody who's not whose name's not on that list, if you were in that locker room, and you still condoned those actions going on, you're just as guilty as the people who are on that list, in my opinion. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. They're complicit. You can't see that kind of behavior and then not do something about it. You wouldn't want your your daughters to be treated this way. And that's one thing that I've never understood. You have daughters. Why would you even allow someone to treat someone like that and knowing that your daughters could very easily be treated that way. Yep. It baffles me. And, you know, um, my daughter is my everything. And, you know, right, I mean, it scares the crap out of me that I know I'm going to protect her and my husband's going to protect her and my family, Tiff and Nicole, anybody who I consider family is going to protect her, but, you know, she's going to have to learn to take care of herself. And I'm not trusting, to be honest, I'm not trusting other people, whether it's a little like boy or girl, whatever. I'm not trusting people to teach, to teach their kids not to be an asshole. And and I, I refuse, I refuse my daughter to be a, from becoming a statistic. I mean, she already knows how to. She already knows how to throw a touch. <laughs> like, I'm so proud of her for that. I know that sounds really dumb. Like, she knows how to throw a punch. She knows like how to scrap. She's. I'm so glad I never had a biting phase with her. Um, <laughs> but you know, she already knows like what to do when someone she like someone she doesn't trust comes around her. And I'm really hoping just, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not letting someone teach their kids. It's telling them it's okay to be an asshole because you're going to have women like my daughter. You're going to have other people's kids be like, no, that's not how you treat people. And if she's got to throw down, I'm going to be right there watching her and helping her out if I have to. I'll be recording it like, get him, baby. Get him. Oh boy. You don't think I would do that? Come on. No, I'm aware that you would do that. <laughs> so, um, Lauren, any final words before we wrap this up? I would say have a plan when you go to shows by yourself. Like, it sucks that we have to still live in this world where it's like, hey, you shouldn't wear that. Guys might offend, like, cat call you have a plan where you're doing that enjoy wrestling for what it is um just like 
you know, find that that happy spot that you used to like, your favorite thing. Like I know Nicole said this off offline. What's your favorite happy part? And I that that made me go look up a whole bunch of fun stuff and made me forget about stuff for a little bit. Um, and if you see something, say something. I suppose is the big thing. Um, we got to look out for each other, especially us ladies. And especially for us that go to, like I said, go to shows alone. So mm-hmm. we're not letting them take wrestling from us, too. We refuse. I agree. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of Down for the Count. We'd like to thank every single one of you. For listening and we also want to thank miss lauren for being a part of this episode now of course you guys can follow us on we love wrestling.com our podcast link is there and of course our very own po- podcast host might be writing an article or two on that website you never ever know but you can always find information from we love wrestling.com we even have merch okay so that's the cool thing Moving on from there, you can find Miss Lauren on social media. I will have her stuff in the description box, so don't worry. We thank her again for being a part of the episode. But there are some updates to this topic, and it wouldn't feel right to not give you guys all of the information. And regards to our mainstream media wrestling. And for me, that would include NWA Power, MLW, WWE, AEW, and TNA Impact in terms of mainstream wrestling. There have been some changes to the roster and some actions have been taken in regards to problematic and sexual assault behavior. So let's start down the line. In regards to TNA Impact, Joey Ryan and David Kreese, I think that's how you say his name, have been fired from the company and they are no longer welcome back in TNA. Um, Joey Ryan, as we mentioned, did release a statement about his behavior. You can read that for yourself if you like. It's very long and very ignorant and unnecessary, and it doesn't address the the accusations, many accusations against him. However, if you believe him, that's on you. That's your cross to bear. Moving on into AEW, Sammy Guevara recently came under fire for his comments in regards to Sasha Banks. He then left out an apology. Now, mind you, just so you know, these comments were from some time ago, a couple years back. He was on a podcast and he mentioned wanting to assault Banks in some kind of way. Um, If you want to know what he truly said, I'm not comfortable repeating it. And you can go back and look for it yourself on Twitter. Now, Guevara has been suspended as a result. He did issue an apology and he has signed up for sensitivity training to help better himself and to get, you know, help change his problematic behavior. He also spoke to Sasha Banks and apologized to her for his behavior. And they have, um, I guess, squashed the issue. However, he has been suspended indefinitely without pay from AEW. And after he finishes his sensitivity training, he will be reevaluated for the company. In regards to Jimmy Havoc, who also works for AEW, he was sent to rehab. There is no word on whether he's been suspended without pay or in any regards if he was punished. To me, rehab isn't a punishment. So 
We'll leave that there. They say after he comes out of rehab, he will also be reevaluated to see if he can be reacclimated back into the company. In regards to NWA Power and MLW, MLW had a ring announcer who worked for them that committed atrocity against someone. He was fired from his position. And in NWA Power, I believe it was a person who was higher up, an executive, and he also resigned or was fired. I can't re quite remember if it was one or the other, but he's no longer working for the company either. Um, in regards to WWE, Jack Gallagher was fired on the spot from WWE and is no longer welcomed in the company. Jordan Devlin, Travis Banks, and Tyler Bate all hang in the balance. But I think within the next couple of days, by the end of the week, they probably will be also be let go from their positions. They may get the same Enzo Amore treatment that Enzo received. Now... <clears throat> All of the primo companies have been taken care of. Let's talk about the UK indie scene. There have been a lot of allegations against UK indie wrestlers. And I suspect that it's just the tip of the iceberg as to what really happened in those locker rooms and in those promotions and in the training when it comes to the women and the men who've been sexually assaulted. In regards to these gyms and wrestling promotions, they have come out and, and released a statement. And I'm going to get my information for Black Wrestling Alliance. I would highly recommend that you follow them on social media. They're very accurate and very thorough with their information. And it makes it so much easier to find the info. So a big shout out to Black Wrestling Alliance for making sure this information was put up for everybody to see. According to the BWA, conversations with victims and supporters of the movement have been ongoing and changes to policies, safeguarding and conduct regarding racial and gender equality are being made. While some companies have even suspended all activity, even social media activity until changes are made. Companies who have made statements include Knuckle Locks Gym, Riptide Wrestling, Wrestling Resurgence, Pro Wrestling Soul, Fight Club Pro Soul, Fight Club Pro, sorry, London School of Lucha Libre, Pro Wrestling Eve, and more. So these wrestling um, companies are halting to reevaluate how they can protect their superstars, their fans, and their business as a whole. And I highly encourage that AEW, NWA Power, MLW, WWE especially, TNA, you all need to halt and make sure that you're having a conversation about your, your way your business is conducted and the environment that you're breeding with your superstars. I don't think that it is right that you have, you know, you're still going, you're not addressing these issues. And if you haven't spoken out, you need to give a better statement than the bullshit statements that we've seen. People want to make sure that their favorites are safe. And if they don't feel that they're safe, they're not going to watch your promotion. So I highly recommend that you take the necessary steps to make sure that your superstars are protected, your fans are protected, which ultimately in turn will protect your business and your pockets. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. I had to give you guys that extra six minute piece on what we found in terms of this information, but I will make sure you guys um, have any more information that we need. I'm sure it will be available on WeLoveWrestling.com and I will see you guys next time.